Welcome to Mind the Gap Tech. This podcast was created to clarify and assist in the ever-changing technology security space. Welcome to our podcast, uh, G and Alex, and today we have a guest. Uh, she, her name is Tanil. Uh, she's helping us with uh, understanding the needs of our users, and we're trying to have her help us to help more people. Hello, Tanil. Hi. How are you doing today? Well, thank you. Alex? Thank you, Tanil, for coming on with us today. Do you want to give a brief introduction about yourself? Oh, sure. Um, I'm, I see myself as a small business owner, someone who used um, small systems like Microsoft. and Well, Microsoft might be a big system. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> um, the different applications. Um, and you, I heard you guys were talking about two-step um, authentication, and I had a couple of questions. And, and thank you for allowing me to, to interact and participate. Thank you for actually reaching out and actually joining us. We appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, thank you. Start this episode is episode one. We started with passwords. That would be the first factor of authentication. That would be the first one. The right. second oh, one. Oh, second factor is this verification code. Right. Correct. Oh, that was that's what makes it two step. Okay. Right. And, that's and then if you most- wanted, and if you wanted to add more, you could do biometrics. You could do uh, the auth. Uh, there's uh, different types of authentication. So, but yes, you're okay. absolutely correct. Yeah, and that's why I was saying I think it's more of an understanding problem of the language that's being used because you you hear multi-factors two-factor retinal uh, facial facial, yeah yeah every single one of them um and they're all related they're all connected they are all talking to each other and so when you go and you log into like facebook um there's multi-factor authentication there. You just have to go to the settings and enable it. And there, but usually when you first like create a Facebook account, it asks you for your phone number and it uses that for multi-factor authentication. At least nowadays, before it never asked you for that. It used to just go on your, on your, off your email. Yeah. But also that would also be multi if it goes off of your email, that's also multi-factor authentication because it's not just a password that you put into a site. It also has an email address to send to you so it can send you um, a link or a code to verify that this is connected to you. Yeah, but it's usually two email addresses. Usually you have the one that you use to sign to create your account. And then they normally ask me, at least on my Google account, they ask me for an alternative email address just in case I get locked out of my account yes. so that they can send me information. And, that's so, an, and that would be another factor of authentication. That'd be another, This would so this would fall into the umbrella of multi-factor again, because if you have another address to connect to that one, then if you ever get locked out of your account, they can uh, verify that you're you by sending you a code or a link to that other email. Right. So not only do they have my original account 
email address, they have the backup account, and then they have my telephone number. Correct. Yeah. And all of all of that is just for me to get in that first account. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and like you said, a lot of it's already built into, you know, your live. But yeah, like it's already, there a lot of sites, especially after being hacked so many times, have built in a lot of this um, into, you know, your pretty much your sign up, your basic sign up page. Mm -hmm. um, it's why you see a lot more people making you also use a phone number to, to register things to help with reducing, um, you know, uh, pretty much hackers and stuff who can just, you know, create a thousand email addresses in one click <laughs> to, to make a whole bunch of fake accounts, you know, it's just, so it's, it's like a two-way security. It's one, for the company to know that you're an actual person, and two, it's so that if something were to happen to your account, they can verify that you're you to let you back in. Okay, so we've talked about, so, okay, let's go back to Authy and yes. Google Authenticator. So Google Authenticator and Authy are both the same type of security tool with the, and, and honestly, they're just the both the same type of security tool. The difference with Google Authenticator is that Google already has your password. So giving them the code, and I realized that yes, on a larger scale, but so Google Authenticator already has your emails. It already had, I mean, it already has your enough information about you. It already has your password. It already has, um, there's the direct connection of, because it also uses the apps that you have installed on your phone also for authentication. That's why it has that thing where if you're trying to log in one place, it says, go ahead and uh, click on, you know, any phone that you're logged into. Um, and then it'll, like a little screen will pop up on your phone that you click. That's also multi-factor authentication. Which so, is something that we, we did speak about uh, in the last time. And we want to address that in the sense of like, don't have yourself logged into multiple devices if you don't have to. Because that means let's if that one of those devices is not with you and it's with someone else, they can do that and catch the authentication before you do. And then you by the time you find out that that someone took it or is trying to, you know, access one of your accounts, you, it's too late. Yeah. Because okay, multiple so you're saying that a person will okay have more than be logged into more than one device. And mm -hmm. they didn't log out. Yes. So now, so if they if they're already logged in, why would there be any question or factor for two two factor authentication? Because I already logged in. Okay. So usually, say, usually that's when you're trying to get into a system. Okay. Mm -hmm. So remember, this isn't you. This is someone mm -hmm. trying to get into your account without your knowledge. Two things. It's one, the mechanism is there um, for for that to happen. If you're thinking of this from a attacker standpoint, you're logged into your phone, you're logged into your iPhone, your your um, Apple, your your iPad. You have your your both devices are logged into multiple of your accounts, right? 
So say yes. me as an attacker is going, hey, I want to log into your bank account and your bank account or or I want to log into your Google account. Honestly, that's an easier one. I want to log into your Google account. Mm-hmm. And you log in. So when they go on to a web on the, at their location on their computer and go on to a site, type in your information. If the authentication method is set to something that comes up with, uh, like, you know, uh, you need to, what's it called? If you are trying, sorry, if the authentic, if the authentication method is set up to say that you can authenticate this request to log into your account via like a device that you're on, you can reject the request so that because if you're if you're looking at your devices going, I'm not trying to log in anywhere, <laughs> you know what I mean? You can reject it and yes. stop that from happening. Unfortunately, okay. um, there is a the opposite thing can happen is you had your iPad and you have your phone or whatever. You you had your iPad, you lost it, mm-hmm. and your authentication method to get into your account was way, like, attached to your iPad. iPad, right? And so now mm-hmm. they have the they have a way to get into your accounts because it goes across, like Google's goes across all devices if you're logged okay. in. Okay. So okay. that is not helpful at all. <laughs> you know what okay. I mean? Because if you lost the device and you need to log in, and if they want to, you know, you're just yeah. Yeah, you're up a creek. So, so it's okay. like I said, it's, it goes two ways. It can stop an attack from happening um, if you have control of all of your, you know, devices and stuff like that, and you know for sure. Then the then that you know alert will let you know that someone's trying to log in. Um, but on the other hand, if you are not good at keeping track of things, this is an easy way to get, you know, your account um, information stolen from multiple, because like, you know, you sign into a lot of things on your tablets and... And you don't log out. You don't log out. Mm-hmm. Same thing for laptops or anything else. It it can use the same authentication there as well. So it's, it's, okay. it's like I said, it's, it's a double-edged sword. Um, but again, if you can avoid in any of these situations to use, um, I know we were talking about Google Authenticator and it just like, so, but Google Authenticator is a, you know, it doesn't really help a lot, I would say, because one, it, though it has the code option, it still relies on the backend option to allow people to log in via, um, like, the, the little pop-up on your device to authenticate mm-hmm. from an open device. So it, it just, it doesn't actually secure you from anything because you can just, there's so many ways that it also tries to bypass itself, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. But like with Authy, uh, you can uh, just, it works exactly the same way as Google Authenticator. Uh, you can use it in the same places. So if anything that calls for like Google Authenticator, you can use Authy instead. It's just, it, it has the same exact sign up and works the same way. Okay. And it uses what they call a QR code, so a quick read code. And that mm-hmm. code um, is what it asks you when it tries to be like, oh, uh, uh, enter your new, your authenticator. So you would open Authy and then it would activate the camera and then you would scan that code that it gives you on the screen 
and then it would mm -hmm. link it to Authy versus Google Authenticator, even though it says it's only it could only be used with Google Authenticator, which is um which is a marketing ploy by them. And uh, so yeah, that you can actually use any of them is something that Alex and Alex and I were talking about last uh, last time, and um, we found that it could be used across as many as you like, but it only asks directly for the Google Authenticator. And it doesn't it doesn't automatically say, oh, well, you can use any authenticator you like. It just says, use your Google Authenticator. So immediately people default to like, okay, well, I'm going to use Google because that's what it's asking me to. Okay. But, but you don't have to, yeah. You can just okay. use whichever. And, and there's multiple out there. So, and I know that, so, you know, people want to do their own research on, you know, other applications that they may like. There's multiple applications out there free 100% not completely offline um, that allow you to do um, the same authentication method mm -hmm. uh, but um, Authy is very easy I would say user-friendly and uh, also free to you like I haven't paid for it in years um, ever um, and, and, and yeah and we encourage people to, to do their own research on even though we tell them like hey this is the stuff that these are our experiences on these subjects it doesn't say hey you're doing it wrong or whatever or you're using something that no what we're trying to do is just encourage everyone to kind of take a second look at these at these ongoing changes in the security um perspective because the, it's been changing so much in the last five years, in the last six months, as it's been a huge jump. The discussion alone is, brings consciousness to the fact that um, there's more than one way to authenticate your account. Yes. And in, in doing that and in, in having this discussion, it also brings consciousness to the security factor of it all because you know, the more information I put out there about myself, the more you're able to manipulate or um, take advantage of my any of an account that I may have out on the Internet. So Correct. it's good to have these types of discussions about security because um, I never looked at two step authentication and trying to understand what were the two steps, you know. I didn't realize that my password was a two-step, um, right. a part of a part of the process. I mm -hmm. didn't know that I was an active part of that process. I always saw it as the company coming at me, asking me to do something, or the companies coming at me. You know, from a security aspect, why? Why are they? Why are they asking me? Why are they putting me through these difficulties? Well, as a, a a private person, I don't realize what's all out there. I may yes. may get exposed to some of it, but I don't realize all that's out there and the security companies are trying to protect me from that. True. Right. Right. And like, and I also just like, additionally, I, I just want to say that because I know that there's a lot of people who are already, you know, in their skepticalness going you know, I already knew to not trust anyone and everything and or I knew not to do, you know, this, that and the other. But like it 
things like to multi-factor authentication, two-factor authentication, biometrics, it's all a double-edged sword. There's like both, it, it, but it's okay that it can exist in both worlds, you know what I mean? And as long as you are aware of the opposite uh, the other options out there. Like if you're if you're aware of the negatives or the other the thing not the negatives, but the bad things that could possibly occur, then you know how to move forward and still use the new technology um, in a safer way uh, and still be able to protect yourself. True. So it's got like there there is there is nothing all good. Or all bad, you know. I mean, well, there's probably a lot of things that are all bad, but there's nothing all, <laughs> you know. There's nothing perfect out there. Um, there's no perfect product, perfect method, perfect anything. But there's just a better way that you can do things to improve. You know, just making improvements is also just helpful. Absolutely, but also, uh, like I believe we tried mentioning this once upon a time uh, is that you know a lot of things are designed to help people and if you have the mind for it it can be mutated and manipulated to be used against them and that's and unfortunately that's the world we live in now not that the world wasn't like this before because it's always been like that Uh, but our biggest issue nowadays is that it is easier because of the interconnectivity of all of the systems that that now happens. Right. Like in the overall goal of all of this, the reason it was all created is because everyone is trying to protect themselves from, and the, and the people they're trying to protect themselves from are the ones that we're all still trying to protect ourselves from. (laughs) But that's why all these things were created in the first place. So, it's like that's the way you kind of have to look at it. Like this was made to, to protect me from the people that is still trying to protect me from, and just really hoping that the the back end um, systems that we are creating to secure these authentication methods improve, because that's how people are 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 able to you know still bypass these things is because the how they're implemented are still not um, the best, usually, <laughs> not the yes. method itself. That's true. That's very true. Well, I would say that in a conscious world, the way to look at this is you have to look at the reason why the method is being implemented. If somebody is, if a company is coming is is having you do multi-factor authentication, but they don't seem to actually have any of your security in mind, it's most likely for tracking and not for actual security. And so if you, so, and there's a certain amount of information and a certain, you know, company outlook. Like if you give someone like, um, Target is a good example, because they, this one's already in the news and, and old, really old. Uh, Target used to also use um, phone numbers for authentication and, um, you know, some personal information, um, and but kept getting hacked over and over and over again um, and kept having data breaches over and over and over again. And that's because their reasoning for your for your authentication 
was not for security. It was for tracking. <laughs> it was for yeah. information gathering on customers. <laughs> so Yeah, but how would a customer be able to identify that? How, how would I, as a customer, I would think that um, Target would benefit from me having a secure account with them. But well, yes, all, the, yeah. of- all they're doing is trying to track what I'm doing or buying or whatever. And then there's a breach, you know, now how would I as a regular citizen understand that, you know, when somebody's tracking versus um, concerned about security? Unfortunately, it is really difficult for us on this side of the fence to be able to tell when a company is up to no good or just up to tracking because they, they'll paint it like, oh, well, this will be beneficial to you because of whatever. You're, you're right. It's very difficult for, for the consumer to know exactly what's going on. But I guess what we've been trying to to do with this podcast is to try to help people create better habits. So instead of giving all the all that information that they ask you, though, you are right. You can benefit greatly from our perspective for having a a secure account with that company. You should always be like, okay, I'm only going to give you this much information because that information already exists online from me. So you will never gain anything new. You could always just reuse the same information, but not the same password. That's that's bad juju to use the same password for all those accounts. I want to say 70% of the time, possibly 80. And that's my that's my my experience says 80, but I'm going to give it a skeptical 70% of the time that it's a mixed thing. Um, The companies are one, they want to authenticate you and identify you to make sure that you are worth investing time in making more money off of. And the only way to do that is to make sure like adding in multiple authentication methods to make sure that you are you. This also has the benefit of protecting your information. But the like, so you you have both of these things in place. So they need a way for you to create a secure account and protect your information. That's the first right. layer. They also need a way to secure that information that you uh, to make sure that the information that they are getting from you is actually coming from you. So you have the extra layer of security there when they are authenticating you on the in the extra layers. Um, so you so it's then after that, as they gain more information on you, it creates an identity and pretty much a database about you, depending on like what those things are. You know what I mean? And there's there's a lot of different because everything's online. Um, not everything. Let me rephrase that. A lot of the things that that we do online has a lot of tracking built in just to the UI, just to the the UI, uh, the user interface. Um, it's got everything built in, like a lot of things built in there. Um, that's creating a version of identity as well. It's all really connected to your digital 
identity and ways to track you and understand more about you and what your activities are to profit from those activities. Um, but additionally, <laughs> um, you have just the basic authentication methods like your password and a code, a random code that's generated. That is like a very basic level ask of for security as well as something that would tell me that they don't really want to track me they just want to make sure that my account is secure because that's the only thing that they're asking for is a password and a code you know what i mean or a password and a link from your email but it's but it stops there there's no more information gathering that's how you would know that a company is just doing it for security purposes because they're not asking you for any more information all right, so Tutanota and ProtonMail are both um, encrypted email um, sites or uh, services companies. Systems. I'm not sure what they, systems, um, where you can go, when you go sign up with them, they don't ask you for anything other than a password. Now, if you want to authenticate that, that account even, not authenticate, secure that account even more, you can add on um, things like a code or another email address to you know, uh, to be able to use if you need to recover the account or you lose the password, but that's the only thing that they ask you for is just the password, and so that's how you know that it's like you know secure. It's for security and not for tracking. I don't know if that makes sense. Yes, that makes absolute sense. Makes but sense. then, but then, what you're trying to kind of deliberately say is that. If the if the company is asking you for more information than just a, a phone number or an email to be able to get a code plus a password, anything like just to be able to authenticate you as you, then there's a possibility they might be using that information for more than just authenticating you. I, I do want to add on the where part, like they said, multi-factor authentication can be used almost on every single account, site, you know, uh, device, it's everywhere. It's all over it. You just have to look in the settings. Um, so if you want to set up the least invasive, you know, way to secure your accounts or protect yourself, then go search in your settings and see what's there. You also might find other things in the settings, like things that are enabled that you may not want to be enabled in your account so uh, so this, you're saying i have some some sense of control as to whether or not there's a two uh a factor authentication that's going on within right. my own account okay exactly right yes. like you like a, a, a lot of the recent laws um in the past five years five to ten years um have made it so that users uh, you know, individuals can have a little bit more control over their accounts, their data, and how they secure themselves and stuff. So if you go just, I always encourage everyone to go look in the, if you are in, in anything new or even um, something you're already using, just go double check your settings, go look through, make sure that the things that you want to be there are turned on and things that you don't are turned off and, you know, just uh, and set up, you know, your 
multi-factor authentication and just, you know, just know the settings of these places that you're putting your information into and what, because usually in the settings area is also where they hide um, your, uh, what is it called? Not hide, is also where they keep uh, your, uh, what's it called, agreement to provide them with data about you. Your privacy, your the privacy agreements. Yeah, the privacy agreements okay. is also located in your settings yeah. area. So that's mm -hmm. where you are able to turn things off. Like, I don't want you to track this type of data on me. Um, they also pop up on like website. I know we're going with that's tangenting, but like it's this the same stuff that they they put, you know, when you're on a website and that little thing pops up like with cookies and stuff it, and then you can unclick the there's like an option to uncheck which kind of cookies you want them to track about you on your visit to the site. It's all. See, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't know that uh, based on an app that I'm using that I can determine whether or not two-factor authentication is available to me. Um, yeah. I always thought it was something that came outside and came in. So in other words, if I'm trying to log into my Google account, um, I saw that as Google sending a message to me saying that I have to do two-step authentication, but you're saying, if I'm understanding you right, that I can go into my settings and say whether or not I want two-step authentication to yep. be a part of my security. Yep. Yes, very true. Okay, well, see, I didn't know that. I thought Google was the initiator, not, tar you, know, you know, me being the initiator. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And, uh, yeah, so... Definitely go check out your settings. Go see what's in there. Um, Facebook settings change a lot for, and I say a lot for general used um, applications and sites. Uh, their their settings change the most, so I would say review them the most often. But um, yeah, just you you have control there at least. So Facebook is also one that we've had several breaches with as well, right? They've had yeah. breaches where they might need to increase their security, you know, <laughs> so that we're not, what's so funny? Sorry, uh, Facebook is a prime example of a company that is using your data not for security, it does not care about your security, but is definitely using it all for tracking. And that's why they okay. keep getting in trouble for that's why they also keep getting in trouble with the government for you know all of their data issues and why we have so much information about their data issues because they're really bad at keeping the data in they're really good at producing the data because they that's what they make their money off of but uh they don't really care about it after after they make the money off of it oh yeah yeah well, i mean I, I could see the average person like me i wouldn't think about instagram Facebook, um, all the different um, apps that I use to entertain myself, TikTok. Yeah, I wouldn't. I I wouldn't. I wouldn't even. I wasn't even thinking about security in that that factor. But where they would all use trackable or traceable information to better manipulate or to um, advertise. Yep. 
whatever they're trying to advertise or get paid money for um, to manipulate what I purchase or, or what I like or, you know, whatever. Exactly. I, I never thought about that as far as security. That's not security. That's tracking. And so that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And a lot of times we don't think about it, even though that when we're signing up, it says, hey, this is your your agreement. And when you scroll, it's the equivalent of like, you know, 1700 pages worth of you reading. You're like, ah, sure, why not? <laughs> and yeah. yeah, that's the biggest problem. Very few people to nobody reads those agreements. Yeah, no one. Yeah, there's actually a, a funny enough. There's a TikTok uh, that a, of a guy who just reads those agreements for people. Yeah. <laughs> he just. <laughs> I, Does he charge? I, Does he charge? No, it's free. He just his entire TikTok is just him reading those agreements and like summarizing them for people. And I I do watch him often just because I don't want to read. You you'll try to be diligent and and go through it, but. You know, because me, sometimes I'll just read the first sentence in each paragraph, but then the paragraphs never stop. Yep. <laughs> it's yeah. true. No, Not only that, but also they say, oh, well, here's your privacy uh, uh, part of this, uh, you know, agreement. But if you scroll further down, there's uh, amendments to privacy. Like, why didn't you put that way up on top? Like, oh, well, no, you needed to read the privacy one, which is 900 pages long. And then the amendments, it's like three super small lines of like microscopic uh, fine print to tell you that all that stuff that you read is useless because this voids it. After you guys talk to that one guy that reads it all, then you guys need to come back and tell us. Yes. Can we uh, say no to? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I I I I might give them the first two because of the way they the wording is, and it's saying that it's basically necessary. And um, but then the last two I probably won't give them, you know, because well, I, I didn't I didn't feel like I needed to read fifty million pages. Do you have any questions, Tennille? No, I better I feel that I better understand um, authentication factors. You know, whether it's two step or multiple, um, you know, what it is, what, you know, why, why would we consider using it, you know, and the, you know, the different levels, you know, you can be, like you guys were saying, is it for security? Is it for tracking? I think I better understand that. And um, that's, I mean, I think I got all of my questions asked and answered. We appreciate your time. Thank you for listening. If you have found this podcast useful or have any questions, contact us at mindthegaptech at heartable.com and don't forget to subscribe to our weekly podcast.